So just how good was James Conner? We break down his dazzling Steelers debut. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Safe to say that no one expected this. Sure, the Steelers have a solid offensive line. Sure, there was plenty of motivation for the big guys up front to block like bulldozers for the second year running back out of Pitt, making his first NFL start in place of holdout star running back Le'Veon Bell. But the amount of touches James Conner got in Cleveland and the production he showed out of every opportunity was simply off the charts. First, the numbers. James Conner played 77 snaps. He touched the ball 36 times, but that's just scratching the surface. Focusing in on Conner's 31 rushes Sunday against the Browns, 16 came when Cleveland had eight defenders in the box. Still, Conner managed to average 5.1 yards on those 16 carries, going headlong into that solid Cleveland front. Clearly, Conner is a back that delivers the blow to the defender when hit, springing forward for more yards. But what about his speed, you ask? According to stats compiled by Didi Kinkawala with NFL Network, Connor hit 15 miles per hour plus on five of his 31 rushes. That's a 16% average. He hit 20 miles per hour rush on one of his carries. And he did it all on Cleveland's rain-soaked turf. So what about Le'Veon Bell? He's fast, right? According to Kinkawalla, Bell hit 15 miles per hour on only 30 of his 321 rushes last season. That's an average of 9.3%, and Bell never hit 20 miles per hour even once. Of course, I'm not annoying Connor after one game start as better than Bell, who proved his production over five years with the Steelers, leading the NFL in all-purpose yardage in that span. But for all the naysayers who said Connor wasn't ready, or he didn't have the skills, the speed, the toughness to compete in the NFL, these numbers say otherwise, and they say so strongly. Not only did Connor match his production at Pitt, he exceeded it with his Steelers debut. Once again, Aditi Kinkawala notes that in 2016, as lead running back at Pitt, Connor averaged 18 touches a game. The last time he had 30 touches was 2014, before Connor's diagnosis of Hodgkin's lymphoma. So how was Connor feeling the day after all those touches and taking all those hits in rainy, sloppy Cleveland? He told Kinkawala, quote, I'm fine. Just regular RB pains, unquote. In other words, the running back who's making just Thirty grand a game is ready to carry the load once again for the Steelers. By contrast, Bell, who's resisting signing a $14.5 million franchise tag that would pay him $855,000 a game, is worried about preserving his body and his earning power for his expected free agency payday early in 2019. It is precisely this kind of juxtaposition 
of attitude, effort, and commitment that is going to make it hard for the Steelers to take Connor off the field and put Bell on the field when the star running back finally does return to the team. Bell and his agent are clearly concerned about limiting Bell's touches this season, while Connor is open to any role the Steelers decide to hand him. In fact, of all, in wake of all those touches in Cleveland, some fans and sports writers were openly questioning why the Steelers didn't have any of their running backs in that game. It was all Connor all the time. We all know Mike Tomlin likes to go with the hot hand at running back, and he has no qualms of running a back until, quote, the wheels fall off, unquote. Of course, there's no signs of the wheels falling off James Conner, but it will be interesting to see if there is a better mix of veteran Stephen Ridley and or rookie Jalen Samuels in the running back rotation when the Kansas City Chiefs roll into Pittsburgh for the Steelers' home opener this Sunday at Heinz Field. What no one in Pittsburgh is talking much about right now is Le'Veon Bell. In fact, many Steelers fans, perhaps wrongly and hot-headedly, have expressed the sentiment that they don't care if Bell ever comes back. Still, having the fresh legs of Le'Veon late in the season and into the playoffs for an expected Super Bowl run is not a bad thing. That is, as long as Le'Veon's commitment is to the Steelers when he finally does sign that franchise tag and collects all of that cash per game, compared to James Conner's paltry 30000 Of course, Conner wasn't the only young star to shine in soggy Cleveland. Second-year linebacker T.J. Watt had 11 tackles, four sacks, uh, and a block of a potential game-winning Browns field goal. His four sacks are the second most by a Steelers player since Chad Brown recorded four-and-a-half sacks in a game. This, the Steelers' Missy Matthews notes on Twitter. Finally, we have some breaking injury news out of the Mike Tomlin press conference. Tomlin revealed, surprisingly, that Ben Roethlisberger sustained an elbow injury against the Cleveland Browns. This could limit his practice time this week. No word on his availability for Sunday's game with the Chiefs. Tomlin also said cornerback Joe Hayden... Uh, with a hamstring injury, is still being evaluated. Quote, we'll see if he's available for practice Wednesday, unquote. Meanwhile, guard David DeCastro has a broken hand. Quote, it may affect him from a participation standpoint in practice at least, unquote, Tomlin said. Hey, we got to hope for the best for all of these Steelers injured stars. We're going to need them all against the Chiefs so the Steelers get on the board with a win in 2018. Hey, we're going to have more on the fallout from Cleveland, and we'll start looking ahead to that big Chiefs matchup beginning tomorrow. But for now, that is the Steelers update. Come back daily for the latest on the black and gold. Sign up on Amazon Alexa so you get the podcast automatically. And, of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news.